This is a download from MFR. The Ross County Fan Zone on MFR with Ian Ald. Hello and welcome to the Ross County Fan Zone on MFR. On this week's show, we'll, we'll hopefully discuss a 90 minutes. We'll look forward to the game against Celtic. We'll look back on the uh, washed out, abandoned game in Paisley. We'll select a manager for our dream team. And just for a little treat as well, we'll go through the worst players ever to pull on a Ross County jersey. Alongside me, two staggies who are desperate to get torn in about the rejects, the Ross <laughs> County rejects, John Maxwell and Scott Taylor. Um, I don't think there's any much to discuss regarding no, Paisley at the weekend. Really. There's a fantastic picture, Scott, that you've got yeah, in front of you of, of Derek Adams. Yeah, we were trying to figure out whether it was actually before or after the game. But uh, he's got we, a we've, big nev- smile on him. we've never seen him look so happy. Not even he after the game. He is delighted, <laughs> and we we assume that that's after uh, Willie Collum had. Uh, called the given game him, off given him the good news yeah that's not after the <laughs> second that's all goal. to me that was good news that the game was called off because I didn't see Kenny get back into it after yeah. going two down well I um, I I avoided the score lines as I tend to do when it's a delayed broadcast on BBC Alba but my phone lit up at, <laughs> at quarter to five and it was Scott saying have you seen what's happened with County and I didn't see that full text I just saw the word abandonment and I was trying to avoid the scores and I went oh not again so I had to I had to yeah. read the whole text to see the news and, uh, the, and then I did watch it I was going to say because at least I didn't at least it didn't, wasn't that much of a surprise then yeah. for you can you imagine how stressed I would have been if, it, if we were 2 0 down and I didn't know what then yeah. it was abandoned. <laughs> you know, Ross Kenty didn't play particularly well in the, in, the, in the second half of that first half. Um, Melvin DeLeo went off after 23 and a bit minutes. Um, he took on the knock. Jim Goodwin went for him and, and, and took him out. The hatchet man Goodwin, eh? <laughs> That's right. And. Uh, uh, and and he was he wasn't very mobile, although he still had touches of class and he showed showed a good first touch. But he just wasn't getting about the park often enough. Delay, um, but when he as soon as he was taken off, St. Mirren scored, which th- there wasn't a cause and effect. That that's just the way it happened. But County th- th- brought Britain on, changed the system. Britain sat in front of the defence, and it ju- the the team just didn't look anywhere near as fluent. And St. Mirren. So Mirren scored from two really um, basic errors in defence. I mean, they weren't the only errors. I mean, there, there were quite a few, and it was quite alarming. It, the I, th- I think it was the same culprits. I have to say it was Brian McLean and, and Ben Gordon who were particularly bad. Uh, uh, Gordon should have cleared his lines, and but but he I think he lost his footing in the in the penalty box for for um, for the first goal, um, and then Brian McLean. I think I think he caught caught with, with a risky play in a halfway line, trying to take the ball out of defence and pass it into midfield, and uh, St. Mirren intercepted. But with him being thirty yards away from Scott Boyd, uh, Stephen Thompson had had acres of space to 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 run into, which I think McGinn found him with a pretty good pass, which was a good assist. But I mean, you would expect any top flight midfielder to be able to put, play a pass like that. Um, after that, I think County's body language said it all, really. And uh, although they did chip away at the game, and I, I thought for the first quarter of the match, County were the better team. Don't get me wrong; I thought they were the better team, um, but th- with a lack of clear-cut chances made, and I think that's the biggest worry for me. In all honesty, I just don't know where the next goal is going to come from. Well, that game has been rescheduled uh, today. 
Uh, no, not today. Not put it today. <laughs> today has been rescheduled for a week on Sunday, so we'll get that one out of the way uh, shortly as well. But I don't think I've ever come across a set of circumstances where two games in a row have been abandoned no, for two different reasons. Well, yeah, the closest we've come to was the Queen of South game games. Yeah, a couple of seasons ago, which were abandoned because of the floodlight failures, pretty much at the exact same time during the game. Yeah. And was then, it three games initially? Was it three well, games there was overall? a postponement first because of the ah, weather, right, and then yeah, the, 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 the two game. replay right, ga- yeah. the midweek games yeah. where they were both abandoned in about the seventieth minute. I think Time roughly. Um, I think we're County one nil up. Kent, Kent were one up in the yeah, in the second one. They were drawing in the first one. Draw in the first game. And right. Kent, you really needed the three points in that game because they were fighting for a relegation yeah, for the for the relegation, for the relegation battle, playoff. Yeah. Sterling Albion were always going to get relegated, but Kent and Beath were were the, the, the main rivals yeah. for the playoff spot. And lo and behold, we ended up playing at Sterling, <laughs> the final game. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was it is quite bizarre. <laughs> it's very very <laughs> rare occasion these things happen, and you know, for it to happen twice in a row. Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen. There can anyone tell us? I know. Yeah. I don't think it'll happen um, this weekend. Something tells me that they've all got ninety minutes. Uh, Celtic are in town. The hoops fresh from their uh, one 0 defeat to Ajax last night as well. Um, Mm. Always a lot of. um, What Hmm? did I say? No, you didn't say anything (laughs) wrong. I was just thinking about what the, the, the naughty Celtic fans from last night. The greatest supporters in the world, you mean? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All of 44 arrests. 28 of them were Scots. I'm imagining the other 16 were Irish. I well, don't know, maybe a few of them were Dutch. Maybe I'm, I'm, I'm being... Well, apparently there's quite a few sets of supporters, apparently. You don't want to you know, read too much into it, but... No, there were there were a few. Um, a few of the... The, the police have confirmed Amsterdam that Amsterdam casuals, yeah, 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 put it yeah. that way. It's just unfortunate. Well, none of that business in Dingwall. All right, that's well, what we're hopefully not, you know, yeah. because, well, well, that's the thing. When you do get to play in the big leagues, bigger crowds, it's a bigger hassle for the police, I'll put it that way. And I've seen in the past before, whether it's, you know, Cali, Aberdeen, or even, you know, I've mentioned your beloved hearts as well, you know, the behaviour of some of the fans coming into Dingwall has been... I'm not John <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've mentioned them in the past. So. Well, I think I have. I've rubbed it in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, so but that's just yeah, that's part and parcel of you know yeah. playing in the top leagues and yeah. it's it comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. But so. also the, the buzz as well when Celtic arrive. You know the, I mean these are the games that everyone looks for. You well, know, exactly. apart, they, apart from derbies, they, they can generate a massive atmosphere. You look yeah. at the Aberdeen game a few weeks ago and that, and the Dons fans probably yeah up until the goal you know we're making a fair racket and mm-hmm. you know yeah, two teams can yeah. feed off that both teams can feed off that obviously Aberdeen you know can feed off it but I think you know although the county but county fans made a pretty decent noise against Aberdeen and I think that again you know helped helped spur the team on to get the result they'll be looking for that on Saturday as well even though it's an early kickoff you know I'm still <laughs> I'm not sure what the state of play with the licensing is for the pubs these days. I don't know. They keep chopping and changing it. So whether the county boys are able to, you know, get a couple of ales in before the game, you know, get the get the voices, you know, warmed up, you know, we'll see. Are you selling bootleg <laughs> vodka at the back like that? And the yeah, I'm the and pepper spray. <laughs> uh, Celtic travel up to Victoria Park or the Global Energy Stadium. Sorry to give it its its, its full name. Um, on Saturday, it's a place they've not really done too well at. Um, in terms of uh, league business, they've won uh, a cup game there in the past um, as well. Once, yeah. yeah uh, league-wise, though, last season, terrific games for, for Ross County to look back on and, and possibly, well, they did win one and uh, one of the draws, in fact, 
both of the both draws, I think, that County might have been quite upset about sharing the spoils. I think the first game was a bit of an upset. There was a last <coughs> minute they scored. Yeah, yeah. What was it three or four minutes in injury time? I think yep. it was the same referee that did the Cali game, the three-all draw <laughs> for that game. So I don't know what it is. He seems to like. I won't mention names. <laughs> uh, he seems to like giving teams the extra chance in Dingwall. You know, it's not County, but that's just. Me being paranoid, I guess. <laughs> Is that Craig Thompson, was it? Aye. I don't want any names. Craig but... Thompson, all right. He's a so. fine. <laughs> well, he's refereeing the Under 17s World Cup. Is he final? I think that's what I, I read in the paper. Really? Yeah. So <laughs> a gig for him. I don't know if he was doing. He normally does the Champions League games as well. Um, I didn't. Don't know if he was doing it this week. I don't have Sky Sports. So I don't. Can't use them. Uh, multi-screen. <laughs> mm-hmm. See if he's doing what. So I didn't get a chance to see Celtic against Ajax, so I've only had read the comments by Neil Lennon that they were insipid, so that's the sort of comments that you want to use to fire up his team. Celtic generally are when they don't have Scott Brown in the team and they're away from home. I don't know if he's likely to be fit for for Saturday. If he is, then it's bad news for Ross County because I think he had a really good game against County in the first opening day of the season. I think Quinn and Kettle physically struggled to... to, to um, match up with him mm-hmm. over 90 minutes or one or two times when, when Brown had the better of them I think and I mean I I think it's Brown's one of the best central midfielders in Scotland and it pains me to say that because I don't particularly like him he's the sort of player that you you know yeah. you wish you had in your team I think. yeah, yeah I'd, I'd, I'm not a big fan of him personally but I think this season some games for club and international yeah. he has been outstanding yeah, yeah. so so um I think if County were going to get a result, it would very much help if he wasn't in the in Celtic team, um, because he leads by example in the way that Richard Britton does in, in, for Ross County. Hopefully, Richard Britton is back in the starting eleven. He did come off the bench uh, last week as well. Well, hopefully not at the expense of Melvin Deleu either, mm-hmm. because there are doubts over him. Yeah, which is not I, I'm not. I'm not convinced he's going to play. In all honesty, I do expect Britton to come in in his place, and they'll go with uh, a central midfield trio of. Kettlewell, Quinn, and and Britain, which um, which, which has got its merits. I mean, the, the Saint Marin game showed that when when Britain sits at the back, it allows Kettlewell and Quinn to press higher up the pitch, in in the area that they're both much better at, at, at exploiting other, other teams' weaknesses. But um, I don't know if the balance is there really among the three of them. I think they're missing someone like Paul Lawson. Orion Vigers or someone, <laughs> someone with a, someone who's got an eye for a, th- a through pass, um, a, a, in a split second. Um, I, I, I noticed on a on a on a website that, that Ian Vigers has got uh, he's created among the most among all of the net Premiership players he's created most chances or I think he's the third most chances um, in in the league. Um, and so I'm, I'm surprised. I didn't think he was doing that well for for Motherwell, but but he's still creating a lot of chances for them. And I th- I think County will be relying too much on Graham Carey's crossing. Dundee United got a draw away at Parkhead at the weekend. Can we see Ross County doing something similar, Scott? Not based on <clears throat> performance last week. I don't think. Well, certainly after um, the Lou came off. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of predicting Celtic to probably I think go 
get their get their first win in Dingwall. To be honest, I just think the way things are going just now. But I don't know. These are the kind of games though that sometimes <coughs> surprise well, you and you. Yeah, but you, coming off a uh, coming off the European games, I know the Celtic struggled last season. Um, mm-hmm. They lost a couple of home games. Um, this time round, I don't. Know, I think they've still got enough depth in the squad to to get a result in Dingwall. But who knows? I was convinced that Ross County were going to lose. I think it was off the back of the Juventus game and County won 3-2. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. yeah. And I was convinced that Ross County were going to lose that game. And, and no, I'm not very optimistic, but I'm never optimistic, so got, yeah, don't listen to me. Yeah, you be pessimistic about these yeah, things. They, as I say, Celtic, <laughs> when they come to town as well, it brings out the best in everyone. The players yeah. raise the, I'm not saying the players don't raise their game on a, a regular basis, but... Yeah, they, they you know they do against the. Well, I think you have to against boys. a team like Celtic, you know, given the strength and depth they have, you know, the internationalists that they've got in their team. Yeah. Okay, uh, prediction for the weekend then. Uh, four two Celtic. <laughs> One each. All right. Okay. Optimistic. <laughs> yeah. Just hopeful. Hopeful. <clears throat> I just I just think that Celtic will, especially with the the way the pitch is, you know, the pitch is in fantastic condition as well. Yeah. I just think Celtic will be able to get a result unfortunately unfortunately mm. yes uh, we'll use the rest of the podcast to um, finalise our dream team of course we've picked our 11 Tony Bullock <coughs> and goals Mark McCulloch at right back is a late change for yeah, Chris Mavill he filled the fitness test confirmed so yeah, yeah yep. Mark McCulloch's in there right. Brian Irvin <laughs> Scott Boyd Shug Robertson Ian Vigers Paul Lawson Richard Britton Billy Ferris Michael Gardine tucked in behind Derek Adams mm-hmm. we need a manager to guide this team to glory mm-hmm. well <laughs> Let's get to, in, in terms of well we've, we've gone from 1994 onwards uh, just since they entered the, the Scottish Football Leagues um, so we're looking at managers from that we've obviously got a few to choose from Willie McStay should not apply Um or Jimmy Caldwell well that's just no, personal opinion Jimmy, uh, Jimmy no. did okay yeah Jimmy He's did okay well, won, won his first trophy as a manager. Of course, yes, the Challenge career. Cup. We yeah. mustn't forget Fantastic about that. Win against Queen of South. Um, that was Derek Adams's cup. So. Well, that was the thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Derek Adams got them there. <clears throat> the thing is, I mean, looking at Derek Adams' records, and although he was, they were runners up in the Alba Cup against Airdrie in two thousand and eight. He did get them to the final essentially because it was after the Park Thistle game, the semi final that he left to go yep. at Hibs. Um, so, but. You know, it's on the day, you know, and Jimmy Calder, we got the best out of the players. So who are we looking at then for a manager for this team? Um, Neil Cooper up there, Derek yeah, Adams up there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fairly obvious who... I think it's fairly obvious who we'd pick and who the public vote would go for. But John Robertson. <laughs> Scott Leach? Well, I was, well, no, I was going to... Well, it's worth mentioning some of the, You've obviously mentioned Neil Cooper as well. Um, I think Bobby Wilson, although... Yep. Kind of jumping up from the Highland League... Teams, you look at Peterhead and Elgin struggled in their early seasons. Even mm-hmm. Cali Thistle in their first season really struggled. Um, I think Bobby took us probably as far as they could go. It'd be interesting if he had been kept on by County with all the money that Roy McGregor spent. You know, I mean, Roy McGregor wasn't a Brooks Mileson put it that way when we were in third division. At least I don't think he was as bad as that. Um, I think Neil Cooper. Um, you know, getting us from the third division up to the second league cap quarter finalists twice. You know, once when we're in the third division, mm-hmm. I think that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, and 
the less said about Alex Smith, the better, I think. <clears throat> the man who brought off a forward when we were chasing the Bells Cup final and brought on Stuart Malkin. <laughs> I think that says it all, really. Ahead of Gary McSwiggan, but we'll talk about but that. But we'll talk about Gary McSwiggan later. <laughs> and Stuart Malkin. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, of course, yes. <laughs> um, dad's 11. But... Because we need to pick a, surely we can pick a manager for the Dad's Eleven as well, can't yes, we? Yes, we'll need. So, of course, we will need to. So uh, we might mention the likes of uh, Scott Leach. <laughs> he obviously got us relegated, and uh, although he did win the Challenge Cap, that was more to do with the saves of Craig Sampson, <laughs> to be honest. Craig Sampson, uh, yeah. those yeah. are the days. Um, but yeah, Derek I Adams think I think Neil Cooper. Yeah, probably right with Bobby Wilson and then Neil Cooper, and in each manager, okay, there's a little bit of a gap. But I think maybe from Neil Cooper after that, Derek Adams was the next manager to really take it on another level. I think so. I think, well, I mean, Alex Smith has his critics, including myself, yep. but I, th- I think he did kind of consolidate us in the first division. Yeah, he, that's, he took, that's when true. he took over, we were in a relegation battle that season. He kept us up in the last day of the season. Um, I don't think we ever really seriously looked like going down, you know, it certainly didn't look, we didn't go down to the last day of the season. But I his remit it, was to get to get them promoted, though, and he had oh, a yeah. huge budget for that, which crippled the club. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and we're, we're, I'm sure we're going to see a couple of names anyway in our worst eleven that yeah. he played for some reason and gave them, you know, regular starts. But um, yeah, yeah, well, that, it's, it's Derek Adams at the end of the day. We're all we're all well, fans well, of Derek Adams. Yeah, well, look at his record: six, second division champions, Alba Cap. You know, I think, what, and I, I think what Derek Scottish Adams, cab runners at first division champions, fifth in the SPL. You look at yeah, that yeah. in space of what was it four or five years in total. But I think we you have to look at with Derek Adams, and yeah, you probably could say the same for a couple of others as well. But Derek Adams, it was his first managerial job. Mm-hmm. I think he was thirty three when he took over. Yeah, uh, in the second division as well. For so for someone to ha- hang up the boots and step straight into the management shoes, and and do what he did. Well, he got them be. playing with style and panache. That's. That was his remit to get promoted and play with style and panache. Dick Campbell, why has he not been in there? Dick Campbell could be with the ship. He took them to the to the, the top of the second bin. division <laughs> and then was binned. No, yeah. Derek Adams. It has to be Derek Adams. Uh, so, player manager, we're going with a player manager in our uh, all time 11. Now, I know you guys have been desperate. Uh, we've joked in the last couple of weeks when we've been searching for positions and the odd uh, snigger has come up when we've, uh, we've, we've mentioned a name that really doesn't deserve to be mentioned in the Dream 11. It's time to pick our worst ever county uh, 11, which, um, well, we just... I think last week off, Mike, we discussed and there might be something like six strikers. Well, see, Should I'm, we set up for a formation before well, we... I've, I've got it written down here as um, Teddy Venables, when he was England manager, had the Christmas tree formation, which was... <laughs> Christmas tree. Which is 4 3 two, one. Okay. And I'm thinking that we should kind of go... <laughs> upside down around. without a base you know go for I like I like go it. for four strikers uh, three in midfield and then two inverting the pyramid so to speak okay oh, sorry, that's, fa- that's sorry five up and three in midfield okay. and then two at the back right start with your goalkeeper um, I think his name's cropped up on the Twitter feed it's got many times bit. yes although to be fair to Alan Creer I think he what <laughs> what what happened uh, against Air United. I think apparently he was injured, and we obviously had no other. Yeah, the rumor is that he 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 had broken his finger or something. Yes. Yeah, but I think it, it's not so much for. It's, it's more to do, I think, with his pre-match ritual, which was kind of like a WWF 
wrestler, or sorry, WWE, showing my age. Yeah, don't, don't, wrestler. don't get the, the pandas mixed up in this. <laughs> no. Please don't, please don't. Pandas against Ultimate Warrior. Fight! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, he'd come out, do his punch the posts, and that's probably how he broke his finger. <laughs> you know, drink his bottle of water, and then spit out over himself. I think the only other person, apart from a wrestler I've seen do that, was... Uh, alternative rock fans Bob Mould when I went to see him about five or six years ago doing a solo show but no one does that apart from the wrestlers although Bob Mould was involved in uh, wrestling that's where he was he was he was built as well he looked kind of like he could handle himself in a in a ring with the rock he was huge yeah Yeah, which basically meant his mobility was slightly impaired (laughs) and if he ever listens to this we love you Alan I love you. Hey, I just don't hurt us. Yeah. Just, just don't check the first uh, entry in YouTube for if you search for Alan Creer. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do that right now while you talk to me about your two defenders. Our two defenders. Uh, well, me and John were in agreement. Jamie McKinney again. Yeah. And Alex Smith signing. Yeah, he, 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 he was. From Dundee United, was he? Was, yeah. yeah, he was Alex Smith's he, pet. He, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, that's um, a great he would, he would, for him. He, Alex Smith thought he was a central midfielder and he would pick him ahead of Don Cowie and John Rankin and Charlie Adam. You'd have th- those three uh, illustrious players, mm-hmm. uh, but one of them would have to drop out when McKinney played centre yeah. midfield because that's what uh, Alex Smith wanted. He was a right back nominally though, and uh, Scott mentioned the, the the Challenge Cup final in which in which Stuart Malcolm came on. Yeah. Um, st- for a forward and when McSwiggan was left on the bench but McKinney had the best chances in that game and he totally bottled bottled mm-hmm. him yeah I wasn't yeah. very happy with him that day yeah. um, the other player's name was mentioned and I've mentioned him before because I always stick out for him as Lionel Zaddy <laughs> um, well I know the Cali boys want them in their team so I think we should poach him first yeah they've well, made a habit of it in the past another, another uh, name uh, was uh, mentioned was Julian Broddle who I can yeah. I can't even remember I remember the name but I can't even I can't remember him Stuart Mark, Stuart Mark was another one. I, I remember watching yeah. um, halftime warm-ups between the substitutes uh, where they would just juggle the ball among themselves, just playing mm-hmm. keepy, among, keepy happy among five players. Mm-hmm. And it would come to him and he could never keep the ball there. Yeah. <laughs> he used to just... He, his first touch was, was, was even worse than Calvin Zola's. Yeah. And, and another player was David Cowan, who was a right-back for Ross County. And the, the crowds really got onto his back. And it, you could see it... it his confidence suffered and his play suffered as a result as well but he went on to a good career he went to to Gretna and Dundee mm-hmm. and other places mm-hmm. and had a decent career but at, at, at County he never did it and I think it's because the, the crowd got on his back very early So who are we going for then alongside David McCunney? Oh, Jamie McCunney <laughs> Jamie McCunney sorry yes <laughs> okay. um, Are we going for Lionel Zaddy? Yeah, because yeah. I think if you ask anyone, and that's yeah, he just needs a mention in the show because LDZ <laughs> legend. Uh, that Alan Cree YouTube video is well worth a watch. <laughs> <laughs> Playing for Paddock this or the ball comes over his head and he tries to reach it and tip it over himself and yeah, well worth a watch. Uh, so two defenders, a midfield. Um, we've we've talked on the show about. You know the, the wealth of choice we've had in picking midf- midfielders before, so this is a bit of a struggle actually. Darren Brady, he was uh, a Dick Campbell signing. Yes. Um, he used to, um, like another player that I think we're going to mention. Um, he his job was to 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 point at other people, and, <laughs> and not do very much himself. And when he did, he would just lump the ball forward, or or he would he would um, get himself sent off through through wild challenges. 
that and that 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 was that was his mm. shtick at <laughs> Ross County, and when County were in the second division, I think he only lasted the season. Derek Adams played him for a few matches when he became the manager, but mm, I think he quickly, quickly him. I think he quickly bend him. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Darren Brady's in there. I'll have him. The next one for a, for a, who who like to point and not do much else is David Tanner. <laughs> yeah, David. David Tanner. He was he was one of Alex Smith's flagship signings. Yep. Ex Celtic um, United. Yeah, exactly. Came a big name. Ian County. Yeah. <laughs> he no, he didn't do particularly well, County. He he never. You know, I wouldn't say he was that bad, but he. When he first came to the club, I think the first few games um, towards the end of the season, um, I think it was, yeah, when Alex Smith took charge, you know, when we were nearly relegated, I thought the f- you know the first probably four or five games, I thought he played really well. Um, I thought he, you know he looked like he could fit into the team perfectly, but I think it was yeah the season after and that he just looked like a shadow of his former self. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, okay, David Hanna's in there. But, uh, yeah, they're we'll probably mention players who have obviously gone on you know well either gone on to great things or they were great before they came to county there's obviously going to be a few examples coming up here um, another we want, I suppose I've got to mention his name because he's probably going to be listening to this is Stuart Taylor <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be in it there was a Stuart Taylor who played for Airdrie and, right, and okay. like he he was in a he was an attacking oh. midfielder and, and, and kind of like a Martin Hardy style uh-huh. of player, but but when he came to 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 Ross County, he spent most of the time on the treatment table, uh, amid rumours that he never really even got a medical because Alex mm. Smith just wanted him and, and and he got signed up, and uh, he was he was on allegedly on one of the biggest wages at the club, um, along with Gary McSwigan, mm-hmm. and he. He, again, all I can remember is from getting sent off when he played and and being injured the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And he definitely had a chip in his shoulder. He didn't like, didn't have a good rapport with the Ross County fans at all, and he didn't have anything good to say about the club when he left either. Okay, we'll have Stuart Taylor in there. Yeah. So, Another midfielder. Well, we've got five places left, and I mean, I've got fifteen people down my worst striker list. Right. <laughs> uh, so do we'll we go? Play, we'll play. We'll have we'll five what? midfielders. No, we'll have. Five strikers. So we've got yeah. one more midfielder. Yeah. Kevin McKinley's one. He could Kevin play at left. McKinley, could, yeah. could be at left back. He could now, where be. Where is he now? Is he at Stenham Smear? Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Left back, he, he's, yeah. he's a left back. Sometimes plays yeah. centre back. He he um, he played in a back three against Ross County when County won seven 0 in the Scottish Cup uh, a couple of seasons ago. It's individually, the worst defensive performance I've seen with my <laughs> own eyes. It was horrendous. Um, and I thought he did all right. He was one of the, he was one of the few players that, that that actually I thought did okay under Scott Leach when he was played at mm-hmm. left midfield. And it was the only attacking weapon that Ross County had was was the long diagonal ball to McKinley because he he nine times out of ten he he would beat the the full back in the air, and County would feed off the scraps of that. But uh, but I remember this for for, for Scott Leach Ross Kent. You were at this game with me, Scott. We were at Dundee and they lost four three. Cre- was it yeah, I think it was. Or three two. Three two. It might, yeah, it was three two. It was an odd goal and, and at least five mm-hmm. goals. And uh, and um Darren Dal ripped ripped through Alex oh, Keddie yeah, and Al- Andy Dal- Dowie for <laughs> so Dundee. Three two. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
where was I? Oh yeah, Kevin McKinley. He was playing in the left wing, and and Dundee had a player, a right back, and I think his name was David McKenzie. It was something McKenzie, and he, and he was apart from Chris Summerfield, he was the shortest defender I've seen. I think he was about five two. And McKinley, who who I just explained, the the best attacking weapon that County had was a long diagonal ball to him. Didn't play it once in that game. That he kept, kept playing over at Craig Gann, who kept did, letting the ball slip under his foot. That's right. Throwing. He did. He did indeed. Craig Gann was playing the right wing. Uh. Oh, a bit of a Tyler of that yeah, game. That's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so, before we run out of time, four strikers. So four. five. No, no, we've got no four, it is. Four, okay, because we've got two defenders, four so midfield. Yeah, yeah, just doing some simple so, maths. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm getting carried away with myself. <laughs> right, so. Gary McSwiggins let's, is. Let's get to it. He's the number Ga- nine for sure. Gary McSwiggins is the number nine. His strike partner, what's he? No, he came off uh, the bench for Rangers against Marseille and who got the other goal in that game I've no idea I've I don't no know what you mouthed he either played, <laughs> played, he played I don't know, he probably played as much time as County have had in the last two weeks Mark Hately oh, right, okay. Mark Hately I was at both, now, I had both a games good, yeah. I, heard, I, I don't know if it's a rumour I heard a story about him allegedly preparing for pre-season or, or, or training and he used well it's fine I've been cutting my grass on a regular basis <laughs> could be because when shape. I saw him he didn't look fit I, I enough don't know if that's, that's even, true, even but... for the second division yeah well he never uh, played in a home match for Ross County so I never saw him yeah that was the big draw was to see him playing Dingwall and nah, Gary McSwiggan and Mark Hately what a front well, to and do. Like, like I say two guys who've scored in the Champions League you know to be playing in the Ross County worst 11 I think that two former internationals as well Scott's yeah. got written down John Stewart he he's <laughs> he's he's only Derek Adams signing in this eleven, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, he was, I, uh, he was he was horrific. I think he scored Ross County's. Was it? It was the one thousandth yeah, competitive right. goal. So yeah. basically, league and caps. And I must uh, I must credit uh, John McLeod, the, the journalist John McLeod, who referred to him as Benjamin Button. <laughs> because he does look like older than he actually yeah. is. He was only in his mid twenties when he yeah. joined Ross County. Like mid forties. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, I don't think he was highly rated at Queen of South either. Although yeah. he got the goal against Aberdeen in the Scottish right, semi final, yeah. but yeah. So he's got. He's made his mark in Queen of South history. Made his mark with Ross County's history with a thousandth goal. <laughs> I, I remember seeing this um, dire nil-nil draw at Fair Hill with like a way to Partick Thistle, and it, it was the beginning of the the 2009-10 season. And uh, County were, I think they were they were blasted in the press afterwards by Partick Thistle for being yes, quite negative. That, yes. And John Stewart came on for the last 15 minutes or so up front. And I don't think he ever went into an onside position that game. <laughs> it was quite funny to watch, but frustrating as a fan at the time. But but it's funny in hindsight. But oh, he was dire. So one more striker. Who's completing our dream? Our dream? Worst ever, County 11. <laughs> um, a nightmare 11, yeah. I'm letting John have a look at the list here. I've got, I'm going to say Owen Coyle because I have yeah. a garage with him. Owen um, Coyle. Just a, it's a personal thing. Um, he, I'm not sure if I'm like swayed on this thing, nope. so no. I won't tell you. I won't tell you what he told, told my brother to do when he asked for his autograph. It's when a Bolton, show. When Bolton came up to play uh, County, <laughs> so he was right? warming up. Ah, I won't tell you. <laughs> Jason Matteer, you know, he was quite happy to sign the autographs, but nah, Owen Coyle, nah. Have, so just for that reason that. alone, he's in the county eleven. Yeah, worst eleven. I'll t- I'll take that. Signed. Managers, who's going to manage the team? Uh, <laughs> we just named pretty much every county manager in this podcast, but who's going to manage? Well, John Robertson annoys me 
just now because whenever the just in general or I don't I don't think he deserves it on the merit of what he did at Ross County. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that. It's just because he keeps saying, "Oh, friend, it's a friendly derby," you know, Inverness Cali. If he read the message boards, you know, <laughs> you know, instead of having his head buried in the sand, I think he'd you know retract on those comments. But uh, yeah, for the the two for me is either Scott Leach or Willie McStay. I'm uh, gonna go for Scott Leach because I used to hate yeah. the way he used to refer to me as big man. Big man. <laughs> After every single game. Post-match. Yeah. Big man. Big man. Big man. John? I, uh, Willie McStay, the, the, the times were tough when, when, when he was there. It was, it was, the last couple of games were, were, they were, they were quite soul-destroying. I think, yeah, I'm, although, yeah, Willie McStay does drive a hard argue, a good argument <laughs> to, get, to manage this team for me it's Scott Leach I think again it's the same with one call I think there's a bit of an arrogance about him that I didn't particularly like okay. um, and you know I was glad to see the back of him when we got relegated he wasn't manager material I'm afraid no ok so here's our county worst 11 Alan Creer and goals he back two of Jamie McCunney and Lionel Dejebizade, they could handle any <laughs> attack in any league. Uh, midfield four of Kevin McKinley, Darren Brady, David Hanna and Stuart Taylor. Not Stuart Taylor on Twitter. Must confirm that. Uh, and four, a four-man strike force of Owen Coyle, Gary McSwiggan, Mark Hatley and John Stewart. All managed by Scott Leach. Quality. That's from us here on the Ross County Fan Zone. Next week we'll uh, look back on the win over Celtic. We'll look ahead to the rearrange game against St Mirren and what will be my last ever Ross County fan zone. Oh no. no. <laughs> <laughs>